What is up, everybody? My name is JVS Johnson, and welcome to the Your Next Move podcast. All right, so like I said, these episodes are going to be quick, straight to the point, because I want you guys to put in some action after this, right? This is a this is a two way thing. So what I'm doing here is I'm recording a podcast, and after this podcast, you guys got to make your next move. I made my move. You got to make your move. That's how it is. We're in a relationship here. Okay. All right. Just want to put that understanding on the table. So on today's episode, we'll be talking about what you need to make your next move. And I got four easy, applicable, that was a rough one, four easy, applicable uh, things that you guys can right now off the jump during this podcast, after this podcast, put into your bag, all right, and use to make your next move. There ain't going to be no excuses, y'all. Once once this episode's done, there's no excuses. You guys know what you need for this next move. This next step, you're going you're gonna to have what you, what you need. All right? So here we go. Let's jump into it. Number one, this one's hard for a lot of people. Let go. Let go of what, Javius? Let go of your past failures. This one I struggle with because I'm the type of guy where – I use data to make my next move. So I'm trying to understand. Okay, so we'll just keep this in podcast terms. I started a podcast um, about, when did I start the data lab? Was that the beginning of this year? The end of last year? Whenever. I started that and I didn't like the direction it was going. So then I kind of just faded off of it, right? So I'm looking at that situation before I start this podcast. And I'm like, man, I wasn't, I, I wasn't able to be consistent, right? I wasn't, I lost vision on where it was going. I didn't believe in it anymore, right? So that's what I'm looking at before I make my next move. And a lot of the times when we're looking back at what we see as a failure, we don't want to make our next move because we don't want our next move to be a failure. We don't want our next project to be a failure. And if you guys truly want to make your next move, you're stuck. If you're stuck, you have to learn to let go of that past failure, right? Forgive yourself for not being consistent. Forgive yourself for not putting in the work that you needed to put in. That's the past. This is a different you now. You got to let go of your past failures. And sometimes sometimes what you see as a past failure was not a, a a failure at all. It was just a lesson that you learned, right? So let go of the failure part of that, okay? Because it's not going to help you on your next move. Negative thoughts or ideas, let them go. Drop them. One thing that I practice, and this is a tactic that I got from reading um, Soundtracks by John Acuff, and as soon as a negative thought or idea especially when it comes about yourself, when it comes to yourself. Like, say, for example, um, like, say uh, the idea of, like, oh, man, I'm stupid, comes to your head. Even though, even if we don't think that it is a big deal or we don't really mean that we're actually stupid, one thing that I practice is as soon as that negative thought comes to my head, it's like, "Mm -mm, stop it right there. It's like I'm a police in my mind. It's like, 
As soon as a negative thought comes up, I'm like, hold on, license and registration. I need that. Most of the time, those negative thoughts don't belong there. So they're they're gonna they're gonna get a ticket, right? You you you're out of here. And a lot of the times we have to let go of those ideas because those ideas they form us and they form our future. And if you allow that to form your future, you're gonna just be where you're at forever. Like literally. <laughs> so stop those negative thoughts, stop those negative ideas, hold them captive, throw them away, kill them, do what you need to do, right? Because that's not going to help you make your next move. This one, ooh, ooh, a lot of y'all need to do this. A lot of y'all need to do this. Let go of some relationships. Now, when I say this, I'm not saying, well, maybe I am saying this, but just hear me out. Let go of your relationships, right? If you have some friends or even some family that they don't add up to where you're going or they don't add up to the vision that God has over your life, the math isn't mathing, then you probably got to get rid of some people. And when I say get rid of, I got to be real specific because I might have some like some real hitters listening to this. When I say get rid of, I don't mean like get rid of, get rid of. I don't mean like delete them from earth. I mean like separate yourself from these people, right? A lot of the time, the relationships that we have in our life that are negative, that are unsupportive, that are jealous, they hold us back from making our next move. And guys, when I say next move, sometimes, most of the time, your next move might seem crazy to these people. But if you surround yourself with people who are making these next moves, these big moves, these little moves, but they're moving, they're moving forward, they're growing, it's not going to seem crazy to these people. Now, the people who are stuck, the people who um, are content with what they're doing and what has always been, those are the people that you want to start to to distance yourself from, right? Because all they're going to do is like, no, stay here with us because nobody wants to be lonely. So they want you to stay there with them because they're not going to make their next move. They don't want to. They're comfortable. They're content. So... Some of you guys have to let go of some relationships to make your next move. Ooh, I love this one. Let go of perfection and embrace done. I cannot remember where I heard this quote from, but I heard it from somewhere in a book. I got to get better at note taking. Let go of perfection and embrace done. I don't even think I really need to expand on that. I'm not going to. You guys get the point. <laughs> Let go of the idea of needing the best to start. I'm guilty. I promise you I'm guilty. I want the best before I start something. I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I want, if I'm about to go to LA Fitness to hoop, I'm looking up, where's the best basketball shoes, right? If I'm going to start a podcast, which is what I'm doing right now, I'm like, what is the best camera that I can use? Because I'm not starting until I have the best camera. Like, seriously, me and, my wife, me and my wife had to sit down, and she kind of talked some sense into me because I was going to buy an expensive camera. It's like, dude, you got to put some reps in. You got to get some reps in before you um, before you invest in something this big. Like, use your iPhone camera, which is what I'm recording off of right now. A lot of us have to let go of the idea of thinking that we need the best thing out there to start something 
so big. And I know it it really feels like we do need the best to start something so big, but no, the big some of the biggest greatest things started with something small, right? Some of the best basketball players that have ever walked this earth started in their backyard hooping on a little $100 hoop. The ones that tip over if there's no water in, in the bottom, in the base. You don't need the best to start, all right? You do not need the best to start. You need to start to become the best. Ooh, that's a bar. I think I just came up with that off the top of my head. I don't know. Maybe I was influenced by somebody else, but like, I think that just came off the dome, all right? You do not need the best to start. All right, so, wow, that bar really just threw me off. I can't believe that just came out of my head. So the next thing, and, and if you guys aren't in your car and you're listening to this in your bed or at work or somewhere where you're not in a mobile vehicle, I suggest you take notes because this stuff is good. Next one, understand what you're, oh, no, sorry. Understand that your next move requires nakedness. Some of you guys are like, what? Nakedness? I am not getting naked. I don't want you to get naked, not physically. <laughs> what I mean by this, I mean you have to be vulnerable to make your next move, right? Yes, there are people watching you. Yes, there are people who don't like you that are watching you. <laughs> but if you really want what this, this big idea or this big goal that you have, you got to be vulnerable, Got to be naked. Like some people are, people are going to be watching you. I know that's like a scary thing to think about. People are watching. People are watching. And a lot of us, we're not making our next move if we feel like we are going to be in a vulnerable state or a weakened state. And then we go months like that. And then we go a year like that, and then five years. And we have to let go of this idea of we got to have on all this armor, this helmet, this chest plate, all this stuff. So if I do fail, people can't see that as me. No, you got to let people see that as you. That's how you inspire people. We're not inspired by somebody who is all glossed up, you know, never failing, always you know, making the right moves, always succeeding. No, we're inspired by the people who mess up or don't quite make it or don't quite get there and then keep moving. Those are the people that we're inspired by. So if you if you want to make your next move, you got to be naked. You got to get naked. You got to let people see. You got to let people in. And like we said on the last episode, accountability, you can't you can't have true accountability if you're not willing to be transparent with people. So you have to get naked sometimes. And I, I'm like whispering when I say that because I don't want nobody to be like, what is this dude talking about? I got the window open. Next thing. And this just hit me. This just hit me why on some of the things in my life I didn't, I wasn't fully committed in. And it makes so much sense. Next one is, you want to make your next move. You can't just say it. You can't just say yes with your mouth. You also have to say it in your heart. When I heard this, my mind was blown. 
all my past just made so much sense. It's like, that makes so much sense. You don't believe something in your heart. You ain't going to commit to it. You ain't going to, you're not going to put yourself out there. You're not going to be vulnerable, be vulnerable in front of people. You're going to give your, you're going to give it 70%. And then if, if it fails, be like, ah, I, I didn't, I didn't really believe in it anyway. Like I didn't, I didn't put my all into it. You can't just say yes with your mouth. You got to actually believe it in your heart. You have to. Because saying one thing with your mouth is your body's not going to follow that. Your body's going to follow where your heart believes, where your heart belief is at. So you have to say yes with your mouth and your heart. Not one or the other. have to say it in your heart. You need to. The last one, my favorite. My favorite. I got to sit up for this one. I got to pull out the word for this one. Don't y'all click out. No, you here now. We're about 14 minutes in. All right, we're going to read Hebrews 11. It's a long one, so I need you guys to lock in, buckle in, take a drink of water. Last one, the greatest one. You need this one. Is you need to have faith. If you want to make next move you need faith i'm telling you guys this journey requires faith i don't care if you're christian i don't care if you're atheist i don't care what you are you need faith everybody needs this one to really accomplish the things that we want to accomplish you need it if you don't think that you need faith you 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 use it all the time i don't want to hear it we can argue about it after hebrews 11 says Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is evidence of the things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in the old days, in the days of old, earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. Pay attention to some of these words. It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man and God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. It was by faith that Anak was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him. For before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. So important, y'all. It's so important. And it is impossible to please God without faith. I'll say it again. It is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Oh, my gosh. This is so good. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. That's symbolic. Some of you guys are trying to build something to to save your family from something, right? You're trying to build generational wealth to break some generational curses. It requires faith. He obeyed God, who warned him about things that had never happened before. Oh, my gosh, this is so good. By his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world, and he received the righteous that comes by faith, righteousness that comes by faith. 
It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God will give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going, y'all. He went without knowing where he was going. Some of us are not making our next move if we don't know where we're going. Some of us are not making our next move if the GPS does not load in and tell us where to go. You got to let it go if you want to make your next move. And even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith. For he was like a foreigner living in tents. And so did Isaac and Jacob, who inherited the same promise. Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child, though she was barren and too old. She believed that God would keep his promise. Amen to that. And so a whole nation came from this one man who was as good as dead, a nation with so many people that like stars in the sky, in the sand on the seashore, there is no way to count them. I'm on verse 13 right now if you're following along. All these people died still believing what God had promised them. They did not receive what was promised, but they saw it all from a distance and welcomed it. They agreed that they were foreigners and no man here on earth. Obvious, obviously, people who say such things are looking forward to a country and they, a country they call their own. If they had longed for the country, they'd be, if they had longed for the country they came from, they could have gone back. But they were looking for a better place, a heavenly homeland. There we go. That is why God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. It was by faith that Abraham offered, a offered Isaac as a sacrifice. Even God was testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promise, was ready to sacrifice his only son, Isaac, even though God had told him. Isaac is the son, Isaac is the son though whom your descendants will be counted. Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. And in a sense, Abraham did not, or Abraham did receive his son back from the dead. It was by faith that Isaac promised blessing for the future to his son, Jacob. And it was by faith that Jacob, when he was old and dying, blessed each of Joseph's son and bowed Son, sons and bowed in worship as he learned his staff. It was by faith that Joseph, when he was about to die, said confidently that people of Israel would leave Egypt. Even He even commanded them to take his bones with them when they left. It was by faith that Moses' parents hid him for three months when he was born they saw that God had given them an unusual child, and they were not afraid to disobey the king's command. Let me, let me fast forward. It was by faith that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea as though they were on dry ground. But when the Egyptians tried to follow, they were all drowned. How much more 
do I need to say? It would have, it would take a long, it would take too long to recount their stories of faith. They become strong in the battle. I'm going to stop there. I'm going to stop there. Guys, I know I just read a lot, but the key takeaway is if you truly want to accomplish greatness, it's going to, it's going to require faith. Say that again. If you truly want to, if you truly want to accomplish greatness, it's going to require faith. If we really want to make our next move, it's going to require faith, right? If we really want to break generational curses over our family, it's going to take some faith. Your 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 next move, it, it doesn't require uh move two, move three, move four, and move five. It doesn't require these steps written on a piece of paper. It requires faith. That's what truly pleases God. I know some of you guys don't really care to please God, but I'm not reaching those people. I'm reaching people who, who've been stuck, who want something different, who want to be free from their stuckness. And this is what it's going to require. You want to make your next move. I'll say them all again. You have to learn to let go. You have to understand that your next move requires nakedness. You need to say yes with your mouth and your heart, and you need to have some faith. You need to have some faith. Now, that's it for this episode. That's all I got for you guys. It's time for you guys to make your next move. Till next time.